0: The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst-case scenario in my own brain. 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 My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. 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 They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest disasters and figure out who's to blame. Today, we'll be discussing The Hammond Circus train wreck also known as the Great Circus Trainwreck of 1918. Here's what you need to know.
3: Welcome to the circus!
0: In the 19th century, traveling shows were the main source of entertainment in small towns all across the United States. With the growth of railroads in the post-Civil War era, came the golden age of circuses. This caused the industry to explode as they no longer needed to travel from town to town by wagon. At the end of the night, circuses could simply pack up, hitch their rail cars to their trains, and be in a different city by morning. By the turn of the 20th century, over 100 circuses toured the country by train. Some had upwards of 60 railroad cars, each 60 feet long, and America was loving it. Ah. As cultural historian Rodney Huey writes, the day the circus came to town was a holiday, disrupting the daily lives of its citizens, often to the point that stores closed, factories shut down, and school classes were dismissed. In 1907, Benjamin Wallace, owner of the Wallace Circus, purchased the Carl Hagenbeck Circus and formed the Hagenbeck-Wallace Circus. Stationed in Peru, Indiana, it was the third largest circus in the country and it was considered the Midwestern version of the East Coast Ringling Brothers and Barnum & Bailey Circus.
3: Brace yourself for superbly trained animals, renowned trapeze artists, and impressive equestrian routines.
0: By 1918, the company employed around 250 performers, ranging from acrobats to equestrians, clowns to lion tamers. It had grown so large that in order to transport its employees, animals, and gear across the country, it required two separate trains of 28 cars each. On June 21, 1918, the Hagenbeck-Wallace Circus had completed two performances in Michigan City, Indiana, and was headed by train 45 minutes to nearby Hammond. The first train, which was carrying workers and many of the show's animals, went on to its destination without a problem. But the second train was halted on the Michigan Central tracks due to problems with an overheated hotbox. If not tended to, it could cause a fire. At 4 a.m. the next morning on June 22, 1918, circus engineers pulled the second train off onto the side track to continue work on it, but the last five cars, including four wooden sleeper cars, stayed on the main track. Inside the sleeper cars, The circus's performers and crew members slept as the engineers tried to fix the problem. But suddenly, an empty troop train appeared in the distance on the main track. It had transported soldiers to the east coast for deployment, as World War I was still raging in Europe, and was returning back west. The driver had fallen asleep and failed to heed the track warning signals along with the desperate attempts of circus engineers who waved their lamps and even threw them in an effort to stop the oncoming train. But there was nothing they could do. At a speed of somewhere between 25 to 60 miles per hour, The steel-framed train smashed into the first three wooden sleeper cars until finally halting on top of the fourth. The circus assistant lights manager, who was asleep in the last car before the caboose, said that he awoke to the sound of grinding metal and splintering wood. The train buckled in on itself, and the kerosene lamps, which hung inside the sleeper cars, set the wreckage ablaze. Nearly everyone in the sleeper cars was injured or killed. Most of the 86 people who perished died within the first 35 seconds of the accident. The task of identifying the dead was almost hopeless. Many of the bodies were burned so badly that recognition was impossible. Some of those who died were temporary workers, hired just hours or days before, and were simply known by nicknames. Most of the markers noted unidentified male or female. One is marked smiley, another baldy, and four-horse driver. Very little closure was given to the families of the deceased after the accident, as authorities failed to pin down who to blame. No one was ever found guilty for this deadly event that to this day remains to be the worst circus train wreck in history. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats. Of the 400 circus personnel aboard the train, 86 died and 127 were injured. Among the deceased were some of the circus's famed performers. Animal trainer Millie Jewell, dubbed... The Girl Without Fear, Jenny Ward Todd, an aerialist and member of the Flying Wards, bareback rider Louise Cuttrell, and Wild West rider Verna Connor, strongmen brothers Arthur and Joseph Derricks, and the wife and two young sons of chief clown Joseph Coyle. As for the survivors, they decided the show must go on, despite the tremendous physical and psychological toll of the accident the Hagenbeck-Wallace Circus only missed two performances, thanks to other circuses providing equipment and crew. There were no animals, exotic or otherwise, involved in the wreck. The Hagenbeck-Wallace Circus continued to play until 1938, when due to decreased ticket sales during the Great Depression, they were forced to close their doors. Today we have producer Amanda Lund. Hello, Rebecca. Fact checker Chris Smith.
5: Hello, Rebecca, and hello, listeners.
0: And our very special guest today is Oscar Montoya. He is a comedian, an actor, as well as a host uh, of the Spanish Aquí Presents podcast. Hi, Oscar.
1: Hi. (laughs) Thanks for having me.
0: We're so happy! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about your podcast, because I feel like the second they start listening to it, they're going to fall in love with you and Tony and Raisa. It's going to be awesome.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. So, Spanish Hockey Presents is a Latinx comedy podcast show. You do not have to be Latinx to like Spanish Hockey Presents, and you don't have to speak Spanish to listen to Spanish Hockey Presents. It's just Latinx people having a good old time. We talk about uh, Latinx topics and then we interview somebody in the Latinx community um, that's like politically active and it's it's really incredible because uh, it's hosted by me Tony Rodriguez Raiza Lisea, and Carlos Santos who are all Latinx but we all have like very different opinions about literally everything mm-hmm. so it's good to it's it's sort of like The View in a way <laughs> <laughs> but with a little Latinx twist you know what I mean so Absolutely. yeah it's, it's a good time so yeah,
0: L-view? Ha- yeah.
1: LV. Yeah. Yeah. L-view, yeah. That's <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> Los views. Los views. <laughs>
1: Los views. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, Oscar, we like to start off our show by, you know, asking our guests what is something that alarms you. What is something that causes you a great deal of anxiety? Um, if you don't have any, I can offer you a few of mine.
1: I have a couple of weird quirks about things that make me really anxious number one i have a (laughs) oh boy here we go i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) you have a list this is great it's it's very it's very specific but it branches out to a bunch of stuff so i have a huge issue with scale um i have a problem i have a huge fear of things are things that are too big are really overwhelming to me like, for example, like, okay, so I have a fear of whales. Like, that's, like, a legit fear of mine. Like, I get really sweaty if I watch anything with whales, if I see. Like, because we all, we lived in New York City, and we saw the Museum of Natural History, that blue whale. Like, even yes. thinking about it room. is a little nerve-wracking to me. And also <laughs> the the squid and the whale exhibit there. Um they make me very anxious uh, and I get very nervous. And it stems from a combination of watching Pinocchio as a child and watching Monstro, which is the big whale that eats Geppetto and Pinocchio, mm. Mm. Uh, and that really scarring my childhood. And also getting a children's illustrated Bible as a child and reading, like, obsessively reading and looking at a Jonah and the Whale story. Oh. So. That was like a combination of things. And then after, you know, I kid you not, going to therapy about it, because it was very bad, uh, I realized that my brain can't really handle things that are too big. Like, an example of something that isn't a whale (laughs) is at Disneyland, which, I I mean, I love Disneyland, uh, the Indiana Jones ride, when you first go in and the giant doors open up, there's a sense of panic because the doors are like too big for my brain like I can't really like it doesn't really compute in my brain so again I get very like alarmed I get I get very panicked so yeah,
0: that, this yeah. is I mean so fascinating cuz like what came first the whale or the scale anxiety? I, My guess is the scale anxiety. I and the think whale so. is just your uh, the one thing your brain has like really latched
2: onto.
1: Yes, 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 yes. It's the it's the variable there. It's the it's the metaphor, you know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. To be honest, when you first said scale anxiety, what popped into my head instantly was the oversized Toblerone bars that you can get at, like, an airport store. <laughs>
0: those, are, those are not right. They're too big. They're too big.
1: <laughs> why is it? It's novelty size, really, is the problem. Like, why? I love chocolate. Toblerones are great, but that that much really.
0: It's impractical cuz you can't have one little sliver of it. So you now you're having to cut an oversized sliver. Yeah. The, 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 your hands are getting dirty. It's it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs>
2: terrible.
1: And don't they only sell them at airports? Like of all places really to sell to- giant Toblerones? You know the thing airport? Know. Really?
0: Can you yeah.
2: imagine? You know the thing about
5: airports? They're very big. so
0: So, I mean Oscar what a perfect segue that is Um, (laughs)
5: Rebecca you always say I know
2: because because i can because i can that's you right host. you get to decide you're the host you decide what's a segue yeah. and what's not a segue yes. and you don't know what i'm gonna say and if it's actually gonna connect we'll see that's true it, it will see. it won't and
1: listen regardless we got there so it it is a segue we're
5: okay. definitely going to start talking about something else now <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay well let me try and connect so with 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 anxiety about scales, like what a large um, scale of a disaster it, it, I, when it, in terms of circus train wrecks was the Hammond disaster. Mm, and, that, there. and
1: that my friends is an expert <laughs> <laughs> That's a professional right there. That is what I like to call a professional.
0: Let's start talking about. a a very traumatic event, because we have to remember this was a group of people who either lost or saw someone injured who was essentially part of their family. I want to just go through one of the experiences, the losses on the train. So there was a Joe Coyle, who was a circus clown. He had been traveling with the circus for some time and It was hard for him to see his family because, you know, they're traveling all the time. So he was very excited that his family was able to come and support him at this particular performance in Illinois and then travel with him. Coyle survives the train crash with Mm. minor injuries. But his wife, Stella, and his son, who was nine years old, and then another uh, son who was Joe Jr., was two years old, were with him on the train. So... Coyle is, was thrown free of the wreckage in the crash. His wife and children uh, survived the impact but were pinned beneath <sighs> debris. Ugh. Now, if you remember, the, the, of course it's made of wood, but the kerosene lamps right. set it all on fire. Some of the victims like Coyle's uh, family uh, survived, but then were trapped in the flames. <sighs> um, oh. So he you know, of course, Coyle tries to rescue them, um but there's nothing they can do, and we'll talk about why there's nothing that anyone can do a little later on um but he, of course, is you know helpless, he feels helpless, hysterical, he's also hurt himself, but one of the big traumatic parts of this disaster is that the people who did survive could hear. The screams, essentially, of those who were um, essentially dying, slowly being burned to death. I
1: mean, like, talk about the emotional scarring that is taking place, especially in the circus. Do you think he would ever perform again? Like, could the clown? Oh, yeah, because the show did. I mean, the show uh, did go on. The
0: show did go on. But in particular, I I went into a little Joe Coyle, uh, (gasps) uh, you know, rabbit hole. And he actually did perform until 1960 when he died. So he what? then started a vaudeville show that I'm pretty sure the, the Three Stooges uh, performed at. Wow! And so he he picked up and carried on. I'm not sure if he ever remarried and, and had oh, children. What? I'm not sure, but he 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 remained That's
1: shocking to a me. showman.
0: Yeah, for the what was his clown
1: life. name? Do you know? Or was it just oh, like his real name, Joe I, Coyle?
0: I, I believe he uh, later went as Coco. Uh, Chris is going to fact check this. Uh, but I think he was well known in, in Illinois as, as Coco the Clown. So tragic. And another aspect is that these people, we have to remember these are outsiders in society, right? At the yeah. time... Uh, you know, it's the ni- it's 1918. It's not the most inclusive no. um, place, uh, time period. And, you know, freak shows were like the main attraction to, uh, at many of these circuses. Oh yeah. Um, so, and, and not just that. Um, so these people who, you know, whether they were part of the sideshow show or not are essentially outsiders in, in society. And, Not a lot of them, like, had, they had all, like, run away. Not a lot of them had families that were looking for them. So that kind of added to the problem in identifying who they were.
1: Right, right. I mean, that and, like, the fact that they were so horribly, you know, burned. And it was, like, really hard to identify their bodies anyway. But you're right, even uh, with the... Not just the performers in the circus, but the people that were working maintenance as well. Like these were sort of like people that were nomads, essentially, just like going from town to town, working odd jobs. So like n- not even performers, just like people that got hired the day before to do these to do like menial tasks or whatever were also victims of this train wreck.
0: Yeah, they call them roustabouts. I had never heard that word before. Oh, roustabouts. I love that. Roustabouts. (laughs) Just you know, people who is um, that
1: like a synonym for like rep scallions or something?
0: I think it was just temporary workers. Okay, <laughs> like we would have been roustabouts. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. If you've ever toured in a show, you were roustabout for sure.
5: I think at roustabouts, what we call them now, is just gig workers because it's just an unskilled or casual laborer. So you can call your Uber driver a roustabout, and I think that that's oh, fair. Wow, especially since you know the what I, of Prop I will twenty two. <laughs> I'll start calling them that. Calling them roustabouts. You know what? That's a pretty good name if you're going to start another Uber or something. An ass,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like TaskRabbit. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and, and by the way, Joe, uh, Joe went by the nickname Big Joe. That was his nickname, that was although his, I couldn't find a, a clown he name. He wasn't Coco mm. with a K? Do you want to just... Cl-
2: Coco the Clown. It? Anyway, it's I I wonder important. if this is where we get the idea of the sad clown,
1: or like that weird like hobo. Is it a hobo or a clown? We're not really sure. That sort of like middle.
2: Well, isn't a hobo uh, like a he's got a little
0: sack and he's riding on trains?
1: Like a bit. Well.
0: Yeah, but there's I mean, also is oh. that not a, what a clown does as well? You blow my mind. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what's, the, what's wow. the deal with that sad hobo clown? What the heck is that? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so uh, okay,
0: we gotta get <laughs> some Let's stuff up on the board. Up on the board, we got. Yes. Uh, first, we gotta talk about Alonzo Sargent. So he's the driver of the train. The guy um, who fell asleep. The guy who fell asleep. So Uh -uh. Chicago Tribune says Michigan Central Troop uh, Train Engineer Alonzo Sargent was at the helm of the oncoming train that caused the tragedy. Sargent had dozed off at the controls. Michigan Central Loop Train Engineer Sargent and his fireman, Gustav Klaus, were criminally charged in Lake County, Indiana. The jury found itself deadlocked after a trial and a mistrial was declared. Prosecutors declined to retry the case and charges were dismissed on June 9th, 1920. So his he didn't actually well, serve well, the time.
1: Well, wow. wow.
0: Now, per his own statement, he said He had had little or no sleep during the day. The wind was blowing very hard on the cab on my side, and I closed the window, which made the inside of the cab more comfortable. Before reaching the next signal, I dozed on account of the heat in the cab and missed it. I am in perfect physical condition as well as mental condition and I have no illness within 25 or 30 years requiring the service of a doctor. There was nothing defective about the air brakes or other mechanisms of the engine or train that I was operating, nor was there any defective condition of any of the signals or track upon which I was operating uh, to the best of my knowledge. The accident was due solely to the fact that I accidentally fell asleep and I had no intent to injure any person nor was same done with malice, but solely through an accident as aforesaid. This was his statement.
1: It's tough to say it's an accident when so many people died. I
2: mean, right. You're like, it's not a whoopsie. Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, it's not just a Mia culpa, sort of like, okay, oops, I did a bad thing. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> There's a few things about this statement. Two off the bat no one should be driving at 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. Get off the roads, people. Get off. Get off off the roads.
5: (laughs) What if you wake up at 3.30?
0: I don't care. No one should be driving at 4 a.m. Nothing good happens on the road at 4 a.m. And the other other thing about this statement that is worrisome to me is that he says, I have no illness within 25 or 30 years requiring the service of a doctor. So he was like, I haven't even seen a doctor in 30 years. That's how (laughs) healthy I am. He used that, like the way he flipped that as a pro the like dude you haven't seen a doctor in 30 years yeah
1: but the thing that causes me a lot of worry is that he was talking about how comfortable he got and it was it's even worse than it's even worse than being like you know what i fucked up i fell asleep it was like listen it was cold i was feeling uncomfortable i made myself <laughs> comfortable maybe too comfortable and oopsie it's like okay would you grab a hot chocolate did you get a warm blanket too like I don't know, that would make me very upset.
0: Absolutely. If I was one of the family members of of one of the victims, I would I would listen to this testimony and like I guess it's good that he's saying that it's his fault and he's a apo- you know, he didn't intend to do it, but he's not really apologizing. He's just saying it happened because I fell asleep. Well, we know that, bro. We know that.
1: <laughs> and not only that, it's like he did it. I mean, I appreciate his honesty being like, listen, the machines weren't broken. broken. It's not like a because the technology was off or anything. It's not because of like a lot of train wrecks happen because there's some malfunction in the gears or whatever. I'm not a train scientist. I don't know anything, any of that stuff. But he's like, it was all fine. I just fell asleep. Interesting.
0: Um Another thing we can put on the board, because I, I kind of like did some research on this guy uh, online. It says that he uh, ate a big meal beforehand, <laughs> a, oh. a, a, a heavy big meal. Um,
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Stay away from
5: lasagna.
0: That's <laughs> that, uh, <assertio>. What? <laughs>
1: He, he ate, ate it He yes. got the itis. Okay, he got the itis. Okay, he got too tired. Was it? Was it a turkey dinner?
0: I, they didn't specify, but I heard it.
1: W- <laughs> he <laughs> it wanted was to heavy. fall asleep. It this was shit was heavy. premeditated murder. All right. <laughs> <And> <laughs> he was like, he, "I'm going to eat a lot so I he, can fall asleep."
0: He was already <laughs> tired. I mean, you don't you don't Amanda? I mean, Chris. You we we know we know you don't need a heavy meal if you're already not tired. that late. Especially no.
1: you shouldn't eat that. You shouldn't eat a heavy meal that late. No. Dude, what are you thinking?
0: Some, wrong.
5: Sometimes you're just hungry, I guess. I <laughs> Amanda,
2: mean, can yes, we put heavy like- meals? Late like heavy oh, yeah. meals <laughs> on the board. <laughs> heavy meals on the board. I would I mean, it's hard to send those to jail right before Thanksgiving, mm. but but it should go up on the board. But yeah, they might at
1: least But consume. they might have to.
2: But I do think we need to put up on the board
0: overworking transportation.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: workers, because that is an issue. It's not the first time you've heard of right. uh, a driver or a, a truck driver or some someone falling asleep. And what is it about that? Is it is it just that drivers are they get um, they get greedy or something? They're like, I can make this. Um, I
1: think so. With like truck drivers, it's like you get paid for how much you drive. It
5: comes down to money. It just comes down to. You know, the the drivers want to save money. I remember, do you remember the Chinatown bus that went from New York City <gasps> to Philly?
0: Oh, my God. Oh, that was terrible. Yes. Do you guys remember that? Yes. So there was this,
5: for those listeners who don't know, there's this bus, like when we, when we went to school at NYU, that you could take a bus to Philly, and it was like 10 bucks? It was Very like this, cheap. It was extremely yeah. cheap, and it was called the Chinatown bus, and the reason why it was so cheap was because um, they did everything they could to keep the price down. And one thing they did was keep drivers on for extremely long hours. Yeah. So much so that um, uh, there was a stop that a, they had to make on the way from New York to Philly That where uh, a cop or somebody would check to make sure the driver was different on the way up as they were <sighs> on the way back. However, Are you the way they got around that, the way they got around that, I don't know if you remember this, but... The guy would stop miles before the checkpoint. The driver would get out. A new driver would go in, go to the checkpoint, get checked, and then drive a few miles past it, and they would meet the original driver what? to get back in the bus to finish the rest of the drive.
0: Yes. I mean we saw this happen. We saw,
5: <laughs> we saw this, this happen.
0: <laughs> so so
5: but and so the guy didn't know how tired he was, he just wanted to keep his hours or his I shift guess. or whatever. Oh he was yeah, like, you're I'll right. Just keep pushing it through. And I guess, you know, they paid... Uh, but you know they, whatever it was a they way, had a, a terrible accident
0: um, in the I want to say it was in the 2000s while we were still I living remember this yeah. That's right yeah and,
2: and because the driver fell asleep yeah wow. and I actually just found an interesting article on atlasobscura.com about how rail yards were so dangerous that they needed their own railway surgeons <gasps> that there was such lack of oversight and they were overworking all of their workers that accidents just happened all of the time so I say we put, and this is obviously before unions as well, right. which mm. I think didn't happen to the late 1800s. So what about like yeah. lack of regulation yeah. for Love real, that. rail Love that. Put that up yes. there.
1: <laughs> the man. Let's put the man up there. How about that?
2: I'll go, I got it.
0: That <laughs> We also have to put up on the board the oil lamps that resulted in the fire. Mm. The sleeper cars were wooden train cars. Now, these were the only cars That were part of the train that weren't steel. While people are sleeping, so they equip them with oil lamps because this is where the people are hanging out. And uh, upon impact, the circus trains lamps ignited and the wooden cars and the fire spread quickly. In the moments after impact, the kerosene lamps that hung in the hallways of the wooden cars quickly set everything aflame. The the fire spread so quickly that crash survivors risked their own lives to pull friends and family out of the wreckage.
5: Gonna add the oil lamps, but I mean, that's, that was just the way people uh, lit things. I back know, then. I but
0: mean. it gets worse, and here's where it gets worse. Oh, wow. No water.
1: What do you mean, no water? What? <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> what? And, and, and there's gonna be a little bit of crossover with the triangle shirtwaist factory fire here. Oh, um, boy. Okay. After the crash, the fire, uh, the Gary and Hammond fire departments showed up pretty quickly, but the problem was that there was no water source nearby. So, all they had oh my God. in terms of water was what was sitting at- on top of some marshes nearby. So, it's no. like, yes. So, the fire trucks didn't carry water at the time because uh, it's 1918 and that's just not something they did. Fire departments of course, we're not efficient as they were today. And the trucks, in order to spray water, had to connect to a pump, and there was none nearby. Mm. So, uh, sadly, they weren't able to put out the flames. There was little that they could do, and the only thing that they could do was kind of watch it burn and wait <sighs> until it was over and then do the uh, rescue process. It's terrible. I mean, your, your mouth is... My jaw's on ag- the floor. So we also have to put up on the board these wooden train carts.
1: Yeah, I was going to say.
0: They were so vulnerable out Mm -hmm. in these wooden carts. And later on, the the Commerce Commission released a statement um, saying that we do everything we can to discourage the use of wooden cars on passenger (laughs) trains and urge the substitution of steel ones. That is all we can do.
2: Chris, I'm trying to look into like who owned the railway that they were on and maybe try to get it locked down a name on that. Um, Because I'm actually realizing that I think at this time they may, may have been unionized because if they unionized in the late 1800s, it's possible that, by this time they were, so I well, don't know. You,
1: you think the circus was uni- unionized?
2: No, no, the railway. Oh, cars. the
1: railway. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah.
2: Okay. So that's why I'm wondering, like, who owned these trains, and because mm. maybe we can blame them. And I mean, we can talk. about... While you look that up, we can talk about trains because I
0: also oh, think trains, yeah. that we need. I to also want to put.
1: I want to put a, th- a name on the board as well. Oh, oh, yeah. why don't you go if ahead? That's okay. Yeah, go ahead. I want to put up World War One.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Into it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Only because what were they carrying on the other, the steel car soldiers who needed to be rushed over to the East Coast because they were fighting a dang war, you know? So that caused, that's the reason why the guy went so fast because he needed to get all of these damn soldiers over to the other side.
0: Well, he actually, he had already dropped them off and he was going back probably to get more. See, so... No war if there was no World War War?
1: One, that that guy wouldn't would have been sleeping at that point.
0: And then, of course, trains, just traveling by trains. It came with its own risks. According to Smithsonian Magazine, railroad accidents of the era were common and deadly. This is might blow your minds, people. In eighteen ninety-two, when the when the circus, this particular circus was simply known as the Great Wallace Show. A railroad wreck resulted in 26 trained horses being killed. Oh, no,
1: not the horses. Yeah,
0: very, very sad. 26 of them. And then a second train accident with this exact same circus company in 1903. It occurred when the second train didn't slow down on its approach into the yard and slammed into the train ahead of it. Killing no. 26 men and several animals.
1: Wait, hold on. How many horses did they kill?
0: 26. How many men people
1: did they kill? 26. Men and animals? Okay, 26. this is a cursed circus. Okay, we solved it. This is a cursed circus. There's nothing but de- death. And bad vibes at the, the Walliser. Oh no, no, we we solved it. Curse, juju. <laughs> put that put okay, that up on the board. it's
2: nice I got a cur- circus curse. Yeah. <laughs> someone someone needed to sage. It's too needed... specific.
1: Twenty six. What? No. What?
2: That is Mm-mm. very.
0: I hadn't even thought of that. Honestly, Oscar.
1: All right, uh, I got a I got got It's ne- too much of a coincidence.
5: I got a name to, like, to throw in here, Amanda Cornelius Vanderbilt. I, already, his, I, I
2: mean, he's got to go to jail. That sounds <laughs> Just off like the such name. a Just off the
5: name.
1: <laughs> <itself>. <laughs>
2: he's got a little mustache. Yeah. <laughs> you know he does.
5: <laughs> Business magnate. And he is the one who sort of... These railroads consolidated a little bit before him. Um, but he came in and put it all together. And he was over... He, Even though he died in... He died before the crash... Mm-hmm. in 80, he 1877, okay. he consolidated all the railroads. So that's a name you can get.
0: We have to put up on the board the circus owners, right? Yes, um, obviously, yeah. And right. as well as, well, okay, yeah, the circus owners. Can we so, talk
1: about the circus owners? Like, what's their deal? Who are these people?
0: Okay, interesting you said. Okay, so Ben Wallace, he, uh, eighteen hundred, uh, late 1800s, he... Uh, has a bunch of hor- he was in the horse um, mm. he, he like equestrian whatever so he was in the horse field I guess you can yeah. call it <laughs> and <laughs> he buys uh, he wants to get into the circus business and he buys a, a bunch of stuff f- to start a circus and uh, it, it becomes very popular. Cut to he buys Carl Hagenbeck's uh, circus and Hagenbeck was a, an animal trainer. So when oh. this combined the forces of like you know the trapeze and the uh, horses, the equestrians that Wallace had, right now we're bringing in the other animals. Um, it, it ends up being like a very big uh, circus. But Wallace sells the circus in 1913, so he makes it into this very big circus. It's not it's not you know the P.T. Barnum circus. But it's Right, but few close.
1: ever are. Few ever are.
0: <laughs> it's pretty close. It like serves like the Midwest. It's pretty local, and they call right. They were like they they um, they marketed it as like a fanciest, fancier circus.
1: Okay, a little bit, a
0: little bit Cirque du Soleil, like ooh, sexy <laughs> pre <Free>
1: cirque Okay, <laughs> got a lobster meal before every show. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Smoke a cigar while the man's juggling flaming bowling pins. Right. Uh-huh. Mm. So
0: he sells the circus to a, per- a nephew of Wallace. So it was kind of like a conglomerate of people. C.E. Corey, gotcha. John O. Talbot, and Edward Ballad. And then in 1918, the circus is sold again. Uh,
1: I mean, my brain just goes back to the circus curse, naturally.
0: <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good question. Um I wonder why. Because at
1: the time, circuses were popping off. Like, people were, like, that was the entertainment. Like, people, I mean, film was, like, just starting out. So they were like, oh, this is how we entertain ourselves, you know? So it's interesting to me why they would want to keep selling the circus over and over again.
0: Well, my instinct is that the circus is a hard life. You know, you have to travel. In order to make money, you have to travel.
5: Mm. Uh, you're
0: dealing with a lot of interesting characters, let's call them, mm. um,
1: And a lot of them too.
0: A lot of them. Mm. Um, and it, it's got to take a toll on people. I also do want to put blind spots up on the board. Mm. Because the location where the circus engineers left the sleeper car was in a blind spot from oncoming trains. It was just mm. a, after a turn. So... I I read a few things that said even if the driver hadn't been asleep, it would have had a very little time to stop. Um,
1: You know what? I'm going to add also, I would like to nominate just people's demand for circus. Mm.
0: Okay, What do you call that? The
1: entertainment industry? Mm. Boredom? Uh,
0: (laughs) Not wanting to read read a book instead, people. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Just because people were like, you know, it's a thing. It's like, that need of like having to do a show on the time and date, despite the fact that they were able to perform after such a tragedy is like, you know, you know, half of those people didn't want to. Yeah, but they had to because they were going to lose a lot of money from the sale tickets, you know, and mm-hmm. then there's the pressure for people to like still keep it. They don't care. They're like, give us a show. We paid for a show. Yeah. Um so yeah it is it's uh, like they, they didn't have time to grieve at all.
0: You know if Clayton was here ca- he would say it was capitalism.
1: Mm-hmm. I I think we got to
0: put it on the board. I
1: like that. I like that and I agree with it.
5: Okay Amanda can Great. I change people's demand for a c- circus to the thirstus for a circus?
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> okay there you go. Planning for your next trip.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, Chris, hit us.
5: <laughs> Who's to blame for the Hammond Circus train wreck? Alonzo Sargent, heavy meals, overworking transportation workers, lack of regulations on rail yards, the man, oil mm. lamps, no water, I can't Wooden that. train cars, mm. World War I, mm-hmm. train travel, circus okay. curse, Cornelius yes. Vanderbilt, circus mm. owners, blind spots, the Thirstest for Circus
1: <laughs>
5: and Capitalism.
0: Honestly, I don't know what we're going to take off of here. It's
1: hard. <laughs> it's really hard. I mean, okay, I, which one is not... You know what? Here, I, I'm going to take down... I would like to nominate Cornelius Vanderbilt to be taken down. Okay. Only because he died after this event. And yes, he was responsible for the conglomeration. But I don't think he's solely responsible... For the Hammond Circus train ride, yeah, kind of, kind of
0: tough. You. Yeah,
5: that that makes sense.
0: Yeah, as well as heavy meals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're
5: right.
0: Let this be a, a, a per- cautionary tale
2: to everyone. Right. Don't have. I'm also meal. gonna. I'm gonna nominate train travel to be taken down. Yeah. Mm. Because it's done a lot of good. That's right. And and that that's, is true. That and that's is the very thing true. with Vanderbilt too. It's like he did.
0: It was a huge economic boost, I guess, and it brought. Yeah, it made the U.S. a smaller place,
5: and it's the it's reason true. why we have clocks. Oh, what? <laughs> it's not the reason why we have clocks, but
1: <laughs> wait, wait—that's the reason we have clocks?
5: <laughs> no, but it is. St- <laughs> no, the trains are the reason why everybody's time has to be set to the same time.
0: Ah, uh, that's why clocks matter.
5: They make clocks matter. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Finally. No, the no, no, clock they, industry. No, no, no. They sync up clocks. Oh, okay. They sync up the clocks. So
2: <laughs> I'm still not following.
5: So, Amanda, like, if you had to get somewhere, you'd have to take the train. Mm. And in order for you to be on time to get on the train, you had to set oh. your clock at home to mm. whatever the train's clock was going to be. right? Because so clock synchronicity. At a certain time. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: So, I th- think I understand. <laughs> wow. She's making a
5: face like she definitely understands. <laughs> no, she's not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. What else? Mm. Um, I, I mean, this is
1: where it gets really tough, I think.
0: World War 1, I, I liked it. I like I think it would have it could have it could have been any other train if Alonzo right. was driving it. <laughs> That was Ooh, a, that was okay. I think that we can take circus curse off. <gasps>
1: <laughs> I don't know. And listen, I I get it, but again, it was not the first time and I'm telling you, it happened this is their third time it happened and it hit hard, That's you know? That's
0: right. Well, okay, well we'll leave it on for a little longer. Um, so,
1: okay, the oil lamps and the wooden train cars. They weren't the oil lamps or the train cars didn't cause the Hammond Hammond train
0: wreck. That's That's true. true.
1: They were a byproduct of it. So I would say oil lamps, no water, wooden train cars could go.
5: I also want to take off uh, the Thirstus for the circus. Okay. Because, you know, yeah, people want circuses just because it's a, you know, just because somebody wants a circus doesn't mean. They should be held responsible for a, some kind of railroad disaster mm. that's true
1: that's very fair
2: now what like, about blind be... spots okay oh, go ahead. I, I knew sorry, i knew Chris, you were gonna say that did you have a joke
1: i had a little joke
2: sorry
5: well i was just gonna say like for example i like the show um oh god <laughs> i like the show seinfeld seinfeld would drive to work every day he
2: said little joke. Yeah. So this is, like, <laughs> so is going to be a long one. I can already tell. I'm oh. almost
5: done. I'm almost done. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry.
2: <laughs> if,
5: if Seinfeld gets in a car accident on his way to work, I don't feel like I should be responsible just because I watched the show Seinfeld. That's it all.
1: Oh, okay, but I'll counter joke. that it's argument a- with, you know, See and I need to bring Chris. this up. <laughs> I know, I know your joke. Uh, I'm sorry. But I, I'm going to bring up, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, what caused, who, who caused Princess Diana's death? And, you know, I would say... Us, we did. Didn't because we do it. Our thirst for like paparazzi caused all this and you know, so you know
5: That's fair.
2: That's that's, that's a good point. point. But it was
5: the paparazzi that crashed into her, wasn't it? Well, but we'll
2: then discuss why was the paparazzi that there? Week, we'll because we that.
1: demanded more information.
2: We're looking at big he's look Oscar's looking at a bigger picture. Yes. Uh. <laughs>
1: That's I have a bigger board with, behind this well, with, fake with his fear
5: of scale. Yeah. I don't know if the big picture is <laughs> oh, right.
1: oh yeah, you're. That's oh, why I'm not looking at oh. my back is it. <laughs> uh,
2: I think we could take off the man. Yes, I think the I, man I wraps uh, into circus owners and capitalism. Yeah.
1: I agree with that. And
2: Amanda, that. about blind spots, I I I feel like people don't
0: take blind spots as seriously as they mm-hmm. should. Like How many times are you coming out of a driveway and they don't have those little mirrors and you know that you can't see anything and you're like, are you just hoping for the best every time you
2: exit your driveway? I would agree with you, Rebecca, if Alonzo wasn't dead asleep. <laughs> it didn't matter if there was a blind spot. This man was sleeping. Uh, you know, the
1: that's Amanda. That life. is a great point. You're and absolutely can right. easily take blind spots You're out.
0: absolutely right. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thank you for letting Rebecca, me
2: talk about But to spots. Rebecca's
1: point, though, blind spots are serious. And <laughs> a lot of people, I mean, I'm telling you, it's serious.
2: <laughs> OK, this is another. I'm going to add it to your list of PSAs along with time zones. <laughs> she doesn't like time zones either i don't i don't <laughs> <laughs> um
0: okay okay so we have- i could take down
1: capitalism i think it's not the reason why this particular accident has taken place
0: i agree with you i'd agree um okay so we've got alonzo Sargent, overworking transportation workers lack of regulations on rail uh, yards circus curse and circus owners.
5: You can roll overworking transportation workers into a lack of regulations, right?
2: That's true. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know why I put rail yards. Maybe it should be railways, right?
5: Railroads, rail, rail,
2: rail, rail, workers. rail yards. I mean, it's okay. Really, okay. I'll keep it. Yeah. Um. I,
0: I.
1: But you know what? I'm gonna. I might also have to take that down. On, only. Only to Amanda's whole point of like, yes, this is a glaring issue. But it didn't matter because Alonzo Sargent fell asleep.
0: Uh, you're, you're kind of right because like, there were a lot of signals along the way that he just slept through. Like, there were at- exactly. It's not like they were off and not working that day. Like, they that's even, a good point. They threw lamps at his, his the, 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 the the engineers were like waving their lamps and throwing them at the train to try and get him to stop.
1: That's so- very, that's a really good point actually, wow. yeah. And nothing, yeah, it's like the train wasn't malfunctioning. He just fell asleep.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, okay, so just so people know, (laughs) it's it's Sergeant, the Circus Curse, and Circus Owners. And I have a feeling, and this is, yeah, I think we have to take the Circus Owners off.
1: I was just going to say that. I agree with that, Rebecca.
0: Yeah. I mean,
5: Can't blame them for this.
0: I mean, they should have had better sleeper cars, sturdier sleeper cars. Yeah. But that wasn't a regulation of the time.
1: It wasn't. Yeah. So they yeah, they couldn't they could not have known this would happen. It's true.
2: So now it's so hard. It's like what do we do? Because obviously, like one of our guest experts said about another tragedy. This is a series of systematic failures that was brought to climax by Alonzo falling asleep. Yeah. But if Alonzo had fallen asleep, but we didn't have the lamps and we didn't have the wooden cars, like would as many people have died? Would we even be talking about it?
1: Right. It's- That's an interesting point because what you bring up is would the Hammond Circus Train Wreck in capital letters, would it have been that if Alonzo Sargent, if None of the things happened.
5: Well, if it Would it be
1: the iconic right. tragedy if that it, it is today? That, it wasn't as disastrous as None of the, us had
2: ever heard of. Right. <laughs> the <iconic. laughs>
1: well, they will now, and it is iconic. I mean, it's iconic.
2: Hey. <laughs> it's, I, I,
0: I take your point. I take your point, but... Okay, I, I mean, here's where, I, where I'm at. I Here's where I'm at. I think that we actually sent Alonzo Sargent to the Alarmist Jail, and mm-hmm. we give the circus curse the big slap.
1: Or, okay, I mean, I, yes, okay, yes. Alonzo Sargent is to blame for this curse. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I sorry, I just said curse, because <laughs> I do think <laughs> the curse is to be put in jail only because... The series of events that have unfolded this particular evening, mm. don't they feel straight out of Final Destination?
0: Kind of, you know what? I, and I, I mean, it,
1: couldn't you see that in a Final Destination yes, movie?
0: Yes, yes. And if we think about it, Alonzo Sargent uh, was driving trains for, I think, upwards of 30 years. And this has never happened.
1: Never happened. He's never had to see a doctor once. We know the man. He's stacked to the nines, okay? I have a
2: lot of questions. This is a beefy,
1: hot ass man who is healthy as fuck. He (laughs) ate a big meal because he's a big boy. Okay. So what went wrong today? And by today I mean back in the day.
0: The systematic failures. It's it's a it's it's just one. But what failure.
1: caused all that? Because it was one failure after another, and that sort of Rude Goldberg experiment that happened. It's the curse. It's the <laughs> curse. Because it's the not the first time the Hammond Circus befe- had befell tragedy. It's
0: true. So, I mean, and the number twenty
1: six, Rebecca. You can't deny that that is <laughs> not sus.
0: The number twenty six, <laughs> like you know. <laughs>
1: Number 26, the devil's number, 26. <laughs> Everybody knows.
2: If you get two more sixes, that's the that's the devil's number. <laughs> hey. Hey. Oscar, you are nudging Rebecca into very uncomfortable territory for I her know. because
0: she I I love my facts. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I uh, respect. I mm-hmm but i'm i got to throw mr sergeant up uh, into jail and i'll tell you why he didn't go to jail in real life and these the family members of these victims had no one to blame <clears throat> at the end of the day
1: i mean but it was an accident
0: <laughs> it was an accident but you got to stay awake cuz you if he if he was awake and he all, and the accident happened then that would be a different story I, I have to call it. Circus curse? Yeah. You're getting the big slap. Alonzo <laughs> Sargent, you're going to the alarmist jail.
5: Can I make a suggestion? Mm-hmm. For his extra punishment, we deny him a pillow.
1: <gasps> <gasps> oh, my God. He's got to stay his, awake. Oh, my God. His sentence is to never be comfortable. Never ever. be comfortable. Now, talk about a circus curse. <laughs>
2: The, 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 and he, oh only gets, he only gets appetizers. Small plates.
0: Ooh.
1: Small parts, oh, ouch, ouch, no ouch. All windows must be open. Ooh. Ouch, ouch,
0: ouch, ouch. And all, windows open. Oh, ouch, yes, ouch, ouch, all ouch. windows open. The temperature stays at 65 in the room. <laughs> Just enough cold.
1: Tapas <laughs> and <no> pillows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, Oscar, I mean, we couldn't have done it without you. Thank you so much for joining us today and uh, helping us figure out who's to blame for the Hammond Circus train wreck.
1: This was a blast. Thank you so much for having me.
0: After the Hammond Circus train wreck, Smithsonian Magazine says, In the following weeks, 53 of the deceased performers were offered a burial in a large plot at Woodland Cemetery in Chicago, which had just been purchased by the Showman's League, a fraternal order created in 1913 to support men and women in show business. Only five victims had marked graves. The rest were burned too badly to be identified. When the coffins arrived, more than 1,500 mourners gathered to pay their respects. The graves were memorialized with a stone elephant, its trunk drooping in sadness. According to the Chicago Tribune, the rumors about hearing the moaning and wails of the dead circus performers and the animals was a real thing. The Tribune explains, a large zoo is located a short distance away, hence the animal sounds. Vote for who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at the Alarmist The on Twitter, at The Alarmist Podcast on Instagram, or email us at TheAlarmistPodcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the death of Princess Diana.